With interest rates rising all the way through 2022 and now NAB's survey coming out and suggesting that every single person is worried about borrowing capacities. In this video, I'm gonna share with you five of my favorite tips that you can use to grow your portfolio by increasing your borrowing power. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, if you are interested in using a buyer's agent for your property search, then definitely contact me down below. There'll be a link to my website, searchpropertyau.com.au as well as my email address, which will be pinned in the comments down below. Now, two of the main things that stop people from going from one property to maybe six properties and growing financial freedom through property. Number one is not having an adaptable strategy and number two is not having the borrowing capacity to go and execute those plans. So let's jump into my five tips. And yes, you can use a combination of these to actually go and increase your borrowing power. Number one is extending loan terms. Now, this is something that I learned from a broker years ago, and they basically came to me and said, look, Ravi, you've been paying off your mortgage for a few years. You could actually refinance and then extend the period out back to the 30 years. And my first question is pretty much what you're thinking now. Why the hell would I do that? And the whole reason behind it is because the amount of debt that you have on that property will stay the same. However, instead of now paying it off in 25 years, you've now extended the loan term to 30 years. That means your monthly repayments will drop and thereby increasing the amount that you can actually borrow. Because once your expenses come down, you've got more income allowing you to take on more debt. Now, as we go through this video, you've got to keep in mind that I am not a credit professional. I'm definitely not a financial advisor. I am a guy on YouTube that shares my experience as well as what I think can help you guys build your own wealth on the road to financial freedom. When you actually go and take out a loan, you actually actually pay more interest at the beginning of the period than you do principal. And that's why as you go through the period of having a loan for say 20 years, you're actually gonna pay off more principal rather than your interest in those monthly repayments later on. However, in this case, if you go and extend your loan again, you're gonna effectively pay more interest in the long term. But if your priority is to grow your asset base because you're in acquisition mode, you're trying to accumulate all that wealth in the asset base, then it's something that you could look at if you wanna increase your borrowing capacity. Number two is create a budget and reduce your expenses. Now, what I mean by this is fairly obvious. Create a budget, but stick to it. Now, you see, when you go through the process, some lenders will automatically take your statements and they'll average it out to figure out what your living expenses are. So if you go on a holiday in the last three months, it's probably wise to just wait before you go ahead and actually put your application through. Whereas other lenders, depending on which broker you have, will then just rely on the numbers your broker provides them. And this could often come from statements or as well as them having a chat with you. Whether you're getting a loan to buy a property or not is probably wise to just at this point have a budget and know where your stretch budgets are so that at the end of the month you know what you can splurge on as well as something that you need to tighten your belt around the following month. As we see the increase in rates we're also seeing the increase in living expenses across the board. Groceries are going through the roof. I filled up my car only yesterday and it felt like a lot more than what I was paying only a couple of months ago. Keep in mind it depends on what lender you're going with but some lenders could take six months of statements, some could take three months and some would just base it on whatever your broker tells them. Number three is pay off your hex. Now, the thing is, if you've got like $90,000 worth of hex debt, you're probably not gonna have the capacity to pay that off and then just go into buying property. You might also question if I should spend the 90K on buying a property rather than actually paying off my hex at that point. But this is definitely something that affects your borrowing capacity. It doesn't really come down to how much hex you have. It really comes down to if you have it or don't. Now in this table, you can see that this is how much you would have to pay towards your hex from your income based on the tier that you're making. So for example, if you're making $100,000, you're probably 
paying about 7%, which is about $7,000 a year towards your hex repayments. That is a significant amount when you look at how much you can actually borrow at the end of the day. A common strategy I've seen with clients that we have, they will go in, see what their borrowing capacity looks like with and without hex being paid off. If they feel like they've only got 10 or $15,000 left on their hex, they can see if it's worthwhile going in and actually paying it off and waiting say two more months before they actually go and purchase a property. I know that $7,000 or $10,000 doesn't sound like a lot when it comes from an income perspective, but it means a lot when you're actually taking on debt, trust me. Number four is get a good broker. You need the right team and it is so underrated. I didn't realize this when I first purchased my first property and second property, but after a while, I built the team around me. Good accountants, good buyers agents, good property managers, and a good broker. This is so important because you've got to understand that most brokers, the most work they get is from owner occupiers. So people that are going in there, purchasing one property and being happy. When you're going out there and say purchasing a property portfolio or trying to build one, not all of them will be equipped with the right structures as well as tactics to get you there. And that's why so many people get stuck because they can purchase one and that's how they approached it with their broker. They go in for their second and the broker's like, well, that wasn't part of the plan. You didn't tell me that. And even if you did, they would then have to look at all the lenders from an investment perspective versus from an owner occupier's perspective. I know that you're probably watching this saying, well, isn't it the same thing? No, it's definitely not. Because if you've got a broker that just focuses on getting one property for you, they're going to do everything in their power to get you that one loan. And that's fair enough, right? Because that's what you told them. That's your priority. But if you go in with a broker from the beginning and have a strategy around the fact that you want to purchase four or six properties, how do you want to go about doing this? You can have that discussion with them and get with a broker that actually understands what you want and they can actually work with you versus just going in with someone that you found online. Now, before I jump into my last tip, if you have enjoyed this video so far, a simple like will go a long way in supporting this channel. It really just prompts more people to actually go and click the video and it allows us to share this video out to more people that really need it. My final tip is that you could get rid of credit cards. When we're doing a fact find with clients and they say, oh, well, I've got a credit card, but I pay it off every month or but I don't actually use it. The thing is the banks don't really care. What they care about is the limit on your credit card. So if you're someone that really needs the credit card, then it's probably worthwhile just to go and reduce whatever the limit is on there because that limit number is what the banks will use as part of their assessment. So they'll say, well, yeah, you could use $10,000 if that's your limit. And that's what we're going to base it on, that you're going to use $10,000. Even though you don't use it and they could probably find in your statements, your monthly repayments being made on time, they don't care about that. So if it's something that you just have on the side and don't use, probably worthwhile closing, it will jack up how much you can borrow. I hope you guys have enjoyed this short and sharp video. I really want to bring you guys some value. I know a lot of people have been asking, how do I keep building my portfolio? And I can tell you, it comes down to your income and your expenses. It's not rocket science, but it's something that people often overlook. And when you don't have the right team around you, no one's really guiding you through these things. So if you are interested in more content like this, definitely subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon. So you're notified every day when I'm bringing out videos so you can get ahead of the majority. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.